The Chicago Bears made their move in officially bringing in Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. On today's episode, we're going to look at immediate changes he's going to bring just by the nature of being that OC for the Bears. We're also going to talk about Zach Robinson being listed as the runner-up to Shane Waldron, and could he end up joining the offensive staff for Waldron as he comes over to the Chicago Bears. Plus, the Bears have interviewed another candidate for their defensive coordinator position and a little bit of mailbag, all that and more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content. So Shane Waldron is coming in for the, the offensive coordinator position for the Chicago Bears. He's coming from that she, that Sean McVay uh, coaching tree that we know that the Chicago Bears were really looking at uh, almost exclusively. There were some candidates outside of that with the ones that they were interviewing. But what changes that does that going to make for the Chicago Bears? And no, we're not talking about the quarterback p- position and situation with Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Drake May. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the stylistic changes that are coming to the Chicago Bears with Shane Waldron, and one of the first ones is the Bears are going to play under center much more. If you guys have been here for our live streams and things like that, we've often often talked how how much the Chicago Bears played in the shotgun. When you look at it, the Chicago Bears, we didn't play much under the center under Luke Getzi. We were actually, uh, 24% of our offensive snaps were under center for the Chicago Bears, and that ranks 24th in the NFL. The Seahawks, on the other chance, were 31% under center, which was 14th in the NFL. Just those seven uh, percentage points changes that drastically, and that's what that's what you have to look at when it comes down to it. Also, when you look at the, the McVay coaching tree, the Rams were under center 38% of the time last year, and that was one of the highest rates in the NFL. The Seahawks ranked 11th in rushing under, the, uh, for rushing under center as well, and that's something that we didn't do a lot. The McVay coaching tree and scheme actually works really well in the rushing game. So we can expect our rushing game, which is already one of the best in the NFL, to maybe even get a boost in that as well. So our pass rate under center was 6.9%. Uh, and so when you when you, when you hear, well, that was with the Seahawks. And so you, when you hear that, that doesn't sound too bad, right? But the Bears had a negative 22.6 pass rate over expected when, th- when we were under center. So again, the Seahawks were less predictable. And that is one of the things that was the most glaring with Lou Getze's play calling is that it was extremely predictable. So, yes, while we are going to have a run game, we should be uh, be able to have more success passing-wise as well. And we're going to pass more early on downs. The Seahawks were ranked ninth in pass uh, rate over expected on all snaps at 1.76%. The Chicago Bears were ranked 30th at 4.48%. The Seahawks passed the ball in 7.24% over the expected a rate on early downs, meaning, again, unexpected offense. And so that was a big thing as well. And so we were high on metrics. The Chicago Bears were negative 0.49 on passing on, on early downs, which was lower at, uh, than, than average rate. The Seahawks also ranked fourth in expected points added by the passing game. The Chicago Bears were 25th. So when it comes down to it, the, 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 what, what Shane Waldron is bringing is – bringing not only a more experienced play caller, but he's bringing some play calling that's not as stagnant. And I have saw some of you guys in the, in the, in the uh, comments, well, sh- well uh, Shane Waldron isn't really a dynamic play caller. 
Again, you're looking at results, not the stats. And so, yeah, the results are going to come down to it as well with how well the the Bears can execute on that. But it's it's not even a conversation that Shane Waldron is a much more dynamic play caller than what we've had in Chicago for the last six years. This isn't like, yeah, Luke Getzey was terrible, but it's much more dynamic for that. We are going to run the ball well, right, because we already have that uh, established and we're going to be more varied in how we also use our passing game. And, of course, I know some people are going to make it well. Justin, Justin, Caleb, Justin. I'm not talking about that. I am talking strictly about the style that we're playing. And, listen, the Bears, when they hired Luke Getze, talked about the the Sean McVay coaching the, the type scheme. Luke Getze did not execute that. That is why you saw the Bears actually go out there and get somebody that actually comes from that coaching tree and has that type of coaching scheme. And so, listen, Shane Waldron has worked with uh, Sean McVay uh, all the way back into it with Washington. So, listen, he's been under McVeigh from 2016 up until 2021 when he left to go over to, to the Seattle Seahawks. So the Bears are getting somebody who's going to come in and bring exactly what they've been looking for and, and what we've needed. It wasn't just the, 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 the route options and the route trees. Those were things that held back the Chicago Bears, but it also was how predictable our offense was. One of the things I always go back to, and if you guys have been, uh, you know, uh, subscribed to this channel for long enough, you know that I talk about it consistently. This Chicago Bears team, in the second game of the season, you had a defense that said, we knew exactly what they were going to do because they did it a whole bunch of times before. We knew exactly where to be. That isn't, you're not going to run into that as much with, with Shane Waldron now being your offensive coordinator. Is he perfect? No. That goes without saying. That's, er that's everything. Nobody's perfect in this. And I know some people, well, he has this problem, he has that problem. Yes, there are absolutely limitations that Shane Waldron has as an offensive coordinator, but what the Bears were looking for were what they initially were hoping to get a similar style from Lugetti that just did not come into fruition, but they're now getting somebody who truly comes from that coaching tree and it brings in a bunch of varying offense than what the Bears are doing. Just the nature of being more under center for whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Justin, whether it's somebody else, is going to help. Running more from under center is going to help. How many times did we run the ball from the shotgun formation and we looked at it and said, why would you start further back on the, from, the, from the line of scrimmage when you only need two yards? You're not going to run into those issues. You're bringing in a more than competent offensive play caller that knows how to do it and is going to build the system to the strengths of the players that we have here in Chicago. And, you know, how, how much success we're going to have in that depends on what Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren do, do with the roster as well in the draft, who the QB is, what and those type of things. But locking in Shane Waldron early was one of the best things that the Chicago Bears have done. And so with that said, it came out yesterday that Zach Robinson um, was the runner-up to uh, Shane Waldron um, in, in, in doing that. And, again, uh, Zach Robinson is somebody who his entire coaching uh, uh, a career has been under Sean McVay as well. And he's been there since he was the assistant quarterback coach in 2019. And he got promoted up to the passing game coordinator in 2022. So this is another guy who worked his way up. And so right now there's that speculation going on. Could Robinson end up being the either passing game coordinator or quarterbacks coach or both for the Chicago Bears and joining Shane Waldron's staff Keep in mind, these guys have been on the same staff before. They're familiar with each other. That language would be the same. They come from the same coaching tree, the same coaching philosophies, things like that. So that's really interesting to hear that. And that is a possibility. Talked about in with the Chicago Bears going after and interviewing the coaches that they did. They could also look at some of those guys 
for other positions in, in that offensive coaching staff, especially because they all come from the same tree. And don't be surprised if that ends up being the route that the Chicago Bears go is in trying to get somebody like Zach Robinson in because, listen, I, I, I expect uh, 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 Shane Waldron to get the associate head coaching role as well. And if anything does happen with Matt Eberflus, he could be next up for a head coaching position. So Zach Robinson could naturally follow that progression line into offensive coordinator by coming here to the Chicago Bears. Now, that's not reporting. That's speculation on my part, just kind of trying to read a little bit through the tea leaves and things like that. But if they if that's the route that the Bears go, they are solidifying that coaching staff with having a shorthand of, of somebody that he's already familiar with. So look out for Zach Robinson to potentially join the Chicago Bears coaching staff, the offensive staff as the quarterback coach, passing game coordinator. And I think if that happens, you're looking at the Bears really kind of shoring up and saying that this is the offensive scheme that we want to tie ourselves into. Let's get the players to work. Let's get the players that work in the scheme that can progress, that can develop. And then we'll see what the offense is going to be. So many Bears fans want to see this team have an offense that is modern in the NFL. We haven't had that. And we could very well bring that with Shane Waldron coming in. And of course, personnel changes. We've got a lot of personnel that we need to look at. We'll talk about that a little bit more. We got some voicemails on that one. But with that said, offensive coordinator, offensive staff aside, we have now the Chicago Bears have interviewed Terrell Williams for their defensive coordinator position. Now, now uh, this is a guy who is not an experienced play calling. He has done no uh, defensive play calling over the course of his career. So this is another sign that Matt Eberflus will maintain uh, defensive play calling responsibilities, which is something that we can absolutely um, uh, uh, understand. But the thing with uh, bringing in potentially a Williams as your defensive coordinator, he's currently right now the assistant head coach and defensive line coach of the Tennessee Titans. So he's somebody who's trusted, somebody who, while not calling plays, does bring some of that 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 experience that you want, right? And this is a guy who's he, he was uh, been in the defensive line coach for three different teams. He got started in coaching with the Oakland Raiders in 2012. So he's been a coach for 12 years. He's been coaching in the NFL. He joined the Miami Dolphins in 2015 and the Tennessee Titans in 2018, and he served as the defensive line coach in that, and he got a promotion last year to assistant head coach on top of the other duties as the defensive line coach. So while he doesn't bring the, the play calling, and I think that's the route that we're expected now to go to just reading what the Chicago Bears are doing, he's a guy that comes in, he, he understands how to have that role. The fact that he's been an associate head coach means that he can very well help as Matt Eberflus maybe had some other things that he has to dictate down to I really like this interview for the Chicago Bears. Experience is a big thing that you want, especially with Matt Eberflus no longer being a rookie head coach, but he still is somebody who is only two years going into his third year now as a head coach. So bringing somebody who's been around, been in the NFL that long, it's definitely something that, hey, that the Bears can look at. And so brings more experience than what Allen Williams has. And it, I think it can help solidify and kind of back up Matt Eberflus on some of the things that he has to do as that. So, you know, when it comes down to it, We'll end up seeing where we're both are so far the candidates that we've interviewed for the defensive coordinator position both come from the Tennessee Titans and their cornerback coach, Chris Harris, former Bear, and in Williams now, their associate, their assistant head coach. So that's something to really look at. How does that continue to grow? Like the Bears look almost exclusively under the McVay coaching tree for the offense. Are they looking at, 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 at coaches under this similar type style defensively? And we'll see what that ends up bringing. But I think this is a really good hire for the Chicago Bears. And let's see how they continue to build off of that. All right. With that said, man, I wanted to get into some of your guys' voicemails. Just a couple on today's episode. Because I know it's backed up with the Shane uh, Waldron hiring. I knew the voicemails were going to be backed up. 
We're going to get into the first one. This one's from Darius. What's going on, Hayes? Uh, Darius from Dallas here, man. Uh, super pumped up about the Shane Waldron uh, hiring. We got somebody experienced. Uh, we ain't getting no gimmicky up-and-coming guy. We got somebody that knows what he's doing. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. I guess that means, uh, I mean, I was starting to think that since we're bringing Kingsbury in, that meant we were going after Caleb. But uh, hopefully that's a sign that we're sticking with Justin. Uh, but anyway, man, my main uh, question is this. Uh, I, we've been watching a lot of elite offensive lines this year, uh, this, this during the playoffs, man. Um, uh, looking at Detroit, uh, you know, looking at San Francisco, and I just can't help but think, man, if we had a solid left tackle, because it seems like that's that's the start of offensive line dominance. Is having you that staple left tackle guy like Detroit has, uh, like San Fran has, and I just wonder, let's just hypothetically, if we're sticking with Justin. Uh, what do you feel is more beneficial to him, man, having an elite offensive line or, you know, having weapon, weapons? And I say that to say, man, shouldn't we just go left tackle? Shouldn't we just go left tackle first pick, man, and get this boy a, a, in the elite? If we're sticking with Justin, get this boy an elite offensive line, and let's see what a Justin feel with time can do. You know, I'd be out here watching these sorry-ass Cowboys in Texas. Uh, I do remember when Dak and, and Zeke's rookie year was here, man. Uh, Dak had that elite offensive line. Uh, we all know Dak's not a good fucking quarterback, but um, he had that elite offensive line, and I just remember him having five, seven seconds to throw, and he had, ended up having, like, some MVP caliber rookie year. Um, I think Justin's way more talented than that, man. You give Justin time to throw, he's going to make these receivers that we already have great, I feel like. Uh, I know you want Marvin Harrison. Uh, I, you, you make that very clear, Hayes. But I just want to know, man, do, do you think it'd be more beneficial to get him that offensive line so we can have something like what Detroit has uh, and, what, and what 49ers have where they're making these mediocre quarterbacks look great? Jared Goff is not that great. Brock Purdy's not that great. Imagine if Justin Fields had that offensive line, how unstoppable those teams would be with Justin Fields. But uh, just let me know what you think, man. I'm all for left tackle. Give me that boy out of Penn State, that boy out of Notre Dame first round, and uh, we'll just go best player available with that second pick, whether it be an edge or a wide receiver. Uh, that's, that's my opinion. I know you want Marvin Harrison by any means, but just think for a second. What would it look like to have one of those offensive uh, but I'll let you uh, – I'm sure you're going to say Marvin Harrison anyway, but I just figured I'd throw it out there, man. But uh, check this up. Bear down. Same, great question here, right? Um, more beneficial to get O-line or weapons, and here's what I'll say. The Bears are in a position to get both. We have two first-round picks, and even if we do trade down with that with our number one overall pick, guess what? We still have two first-round picks. There's no way that the Bears are walking away from this without having two first-round picks. And with the talent in this draft in both the O-line and the wide receiver market, the Bears could potentially do both. And then that's not even to mention if they do trade with the team and also get that team's second-round pick in this year's draft since we don't have our own second, that could be that can open up some more possibilities. So to answer your question, though, on what's more beneficial, I'll say probably protection to give Justin Fields more time if he is the guy that, that, that this coaching staff decides to stay with because we've seen it. When Fields has more time, he's better. That just is what it is. It's one of the limitations, but it's also one of the things that could help his development. So I do think that O-line is a critical thing that we have to address, whether it be in the draft or be in free agency. And that's one of the biggest questions and uh, the, the things in answering your question is that, yeah, the Bears could draft O-line because there's a lot of really good O-line depth, or they could be more aggressive and go out there and get a free agent uh, that's a more veteran piece to do that and then keep maybe their two first-round picks to go um, to go 
edge and go wide receiver, go quarterback, go wide receiver, go quarterback, go edge. So the Bears have a lot of flexibility in how they're going to attack it. But I definitely agree with you. O-line has to be addressed and not just left tackle. I get that you focus on the left tackle. You got to get the center position together. And especially because under Shane Waldron, we're going to run under center more. The center is the first person to touch the ball. The Bears have to address that. Now, there are not a lot of really, uh, there are not a lot of centers that you expect to go in the first two rounds of this draft. You can get a really good center in rounds three and four. We did also retain Doug Kramer. So that's another guy that we know the Bears are still very high on overall there. So I think that's kind of the options that the Bears could go with as well. But they got a lot of things at their disposal when it comes down to it. Now, as far as the, could, could the Shane Waldron, I know you kind of touched on that briefly at the beginning of your voicemail, Shane Waldron and sticking with Justin Fields. Here's the thing. Like, I, I say this, and I'm going to maintain this, and this isn't just to you, Darius, but everybody in the comments that are saying it like, oh, well, this absolutely means we're moving on from Justin. This absolutely means we're keeping Justin. It doesn't absolutely mean anything. As me and Bobby talked about and told you guys, the hiring of Shane Waldron actually opens it up for the Bears to maintain that flexibility. And we'll see what ends up happening with, with that and which way they go. But I think ultimately it just comes down to they haven't. this front office has not made a decision yet. So anybody, any creative, anybody in the comments, any, any sports analysts that are telling you the, that they know what the Bears are doing, it's nothing but cap. This, this team doesn't fully know what they're doing. They are still evaluating all options, and I don't think they'll know for 100. Do they have maybe an idea of which way they're leaning? Possibly. But they don't know for sure, and they won't know for sure, until they work out some of these quarterbacks, especially now with their offensive coordinator, and really sit down as a coaching staff in front office and makes that decision on what they think the best route going forward is for this football team. So, and when it comes down to it as well, I'll say this. You know what? I'll say that for the next one. I'll say that for the next voicemail. With that said, thank you, uh, Darius, for leaving voicemails. With uh, Let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from uh, Ruby. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you. I want to thank you all for your hard work and uh, great videos. And uh, this is Ruben Dilworth, and I'm calling from Peru, Indiana. And uh, Shane Waldron was my number one choice as OC. And let's get Kubiak as our QB coach and Greg Roman as our running backs coach. And we're cooking, buddy. And as far as the QB situation, we just have to trust Ryan Poles and not the media. I myself think it would be a waste to use the number one pick on a quarterback when you have so many other holes to fill. So let's do the right thing, Ryan Poles. I mean, whatever it is, whichever quarterback it is, but let's do the right thing and make the right choice. That's all I have to say. And fuck the media. Shy town up and bear down. Thank you. Uh, Waldron hired great and filling filling out the staff. Yeah, I, and like I said, I would not be surprised at all if some of the people won't say all, but if some of the names that we interviewed for the offensive coordinator position end up being on Waldron's staff, I think that's kind of I think it's kind of academic at that point to expect some to to realize that some of those guys are going to end up being on the staff. Is it just one of them? Is it one, two of them? Possibly, but there are going to be some of those guys who end up on the staff. I'm sure Waldron is going to have some people that he wants to bring over with him as well, so be on the lookout for that to happen. But when it comes down to trust Ryan Poles on the QB situation, and that that's really what it is, right? As a, as a, as a football fan and as a Bears fan overall, it's about what's best for the team, and that's what, we, what we've said here at Chicago Bears Central. It's about what's finding the best thing for the team overall. And so, um, and, and you, you know, you got you to come down to it. The Justin Fields versus Kayla Williams debate 
is going to be had by Bears fans all throughout the rest of the offseason. We're not going to be able to get away from that. It's just, it's just at this point, it's part of the course. It's going to be what we see going down forever. That's it. Like until until the Bears either trade or use that first overall pick, it's up until that point, you're going to get arguments from Bears fans. You're going to get back and forth. You're going to get debates. You're going to get think pieces on why this, why that. You're going to get the long YouTube comments. All that's coming. It just is what it is. It comes with the territory, but it comes down to the Bears just have to get this right, whatever it is. And we won't necessarily know what the right choice was right away. We won't know until maybe one, two years down the stretch. Maybe we find it out as early as this season. If we get one of those teams with, regardless of who the quarterback is, we end up making the playoffs and winning a playoff game. Okay, then you can make that conversation, but we won't know 100% for quite a while after the decision's made. And, and like you said, it comes down to trust in Ryan Poles. They need to get this decision right. And they're going to be, they're going to make sure they're close to 100% on it as they can be uh, before they make that decision. And that's what you want from your front office is to be open to review all possibilities, all options. And we'll see where the chips end up falling. Does it fall in uh, with Justin Fields? Does it fall with Kayla Williams? Does it fall with Drake May? Do the Bears do something completely unexpected, which is a possibility as well? But at the end of the day, man, we'll see what happens down to it. And that level of success that the Bears have is going to be the ultimate story on if they made the right decision. But let me know what you guys think, as always, down below. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. ChicagoBearsCentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Chi-Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. 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 Media.